379, Mass Incarceration 2, Reasons for Racial Percent Differences. July 24, 2017. Cultural and historical differences may be largely responsible for the variegated incarceration rate regarding race. White culture was a more or less secure majority culture with established roles. Except for the affect of increased national drug use, the percent of white people incarcerated should have stabilized decades ago. It should not have increased because the percent of non-whites of the U.S. population has increased, unless one thinks that increasing non-whites should catalyze increased white crime. Hispanics were an external proletariat illegally in millions of cases entering the USA to form an internal proletariat. The cultural differences of non-established, less sedentary populations in criminal behavior compared to sedentary, established populations are notable. One might wonder too, why Mexico has a lower incarceration rate and a far higher murder rate, and if that may mean that the USA can afford to process more people through the criminal correction systems than Mexico, whereat direct eye for an eye extrajudicial justice may be somewhat more frequent. Black Americans had the social integration problems following the end of the Jim Crow era. Then problems developed for all American men during the same period when the old-style industrial economy was outsourced overseas. High unemployment rates made a generation of black youth half unemployed or underemployed, while illegal alien workers watered down the value of wage labor in the USA. Real wages adjusted for inflation have not changed for white men since the early 1970s while affirmative action has changed the employment and social landscape in the USA there were far fewer good-paying industrial or men's jobs as time rolled by for men of any race in the USA with a couple generations of white male babies aborted while far fewer black or Hispanic babies were aborted, there were social structural and composition differences between populations of the three races as well. Smaller families can invest more in education generally. An unstable tends to settle down while the opposite case exists with immigrants regarding crime. Immigrants can bring bad as well as good to receiving nations. The modern influences of Islam, godless atheism and a decrease of Christian values in addition to financial sophistry and the overconcentration of wealth, as well as global stress on the ecosphere have changed the way people think of people. The value of human life may be transitioning to commoditization. Politicians cannot think much beyond Wall Street and class electorate issues, much less comprehend corrections reform. Families are an endangered item especially in a nation with legal homosexual marriage. One would wish that healthy nuclear families in a good community were the norm, yet that probably wouldn't be achieved by letting violent criminals and dope sellers live on the corner. Some of the children may be better off with the gangster away from home ironically. With a better correction systems it might be possible to restore criminals to their families who may have already divorced, more than 50% of marriages end in divorce. If the criminal is away from home, he is also away from his victims, in his own family or down the block. That can be some comfort to the victims. Children should have better education in the USA and equivalent of Coursera for kids might be useful. Even Google Translator can translate spoken words into any foreign language. How cool is that? In my opinion voting rights should be restored seven years after sentences served if there are no more felony convictions. One should not lose voting rights forever for a felony conviction, yet the right to vote should fairly be suspended for seven years, as drunk driving can revoke driving rights for some time after sentences served for example. If people cannot obey the laws, the state has no interest in letting such individuals vote. One in ten black males are in jail, consequences. Maybe a reduction in crime happens when violent criminals and drug sellers are taken off the streets, yet also great cost to the states as the price for keeping one guy in jail costs $30,000 to $40,000 annually and what, $56 billion per annum in total? 
Obviously there should be a far better correction system than presently exists that is less time-consuming and that has less than a 10% recidivism rate. Half of the federal prisoners are in for drug offenses. Those guys not only poison the people and corrupt society spreading rot and incompetence and even brain damage to their victims, they unfairly make a profit that mocks those honest and poor free enterprise tradesmen already being bumped out by illegal aliens. Presumably half of the black males in jail are there for violent crimes. People that perp violent crimes are often repeat offenders. The last 40 years is more or less the period of desegregation and affirmative action, increased in pervasive dope use and decline of quality math scores, trouble in social change in River City. One could let them all out to become Catholic priests, and nuns of course, yet they might not. 20 million illegal aliens helped increase Hispanic crimes in the USA cell phone and computers helped gangs organize crime across the border and in cities from Chicago to Mexico City. The Clinton and Obama administrations had a spike in criminal activities. The widespread use of illegal drug caused a lot of crime and minorities were traffickers and victims of that at the same time. The degradation of social values due to moral relativism changed the way people think and behave, then a great deal of post-Vietnam and post-Jim Crow skepticism created a vast counterculture that was disruptive of traditions and stability domestically for reasons good and bad. The lack of moral leadership, Al Gore no presiding moral authority, encouraged certain kinds of crime and gang activity. The Mexican drug wars had some spillover into the USA as the USA is the primary buyer of dope for decadent Democrats. The post-Cold War era of globalism made those that enjoy free e-dollars from the Federal Reserve more inclined to just lock up and forget the incarcerated rather than correct them. Congress can't even get Obamacare to reach the very poor and homeless interstate class of Americans while no sedentary, middle-class kind of American missed out. Law enforcement and evidence gathering has more camera videos of criminals that jurors are unsympathetic with. Hence long sentences and tough get release, especially if they proclaimed innocence. I think people discriminate as much or more against those labeled with a mental diagnosis. If one pleads mea culpa as a mental one may be employed, yet then tracked and predestined to be treated as a mental psych nigger the remainder of one's life. Those unfortunate enough to be felons and mental would be received by society as the criminally insane, a tough label to live with. 380, on mass incarceration post 1. July 24, 2017. First of all, I think there is no social contract amongst citizens in the U.S. comma A. That's a more French, Rousseau notion. The USA has a constitution and laws that one should obey. As a free citizen they may choose not to, and then should expect correction rather than punishment for violating those laws. Mass incarceration is simply a concatenation of all of the individuals that have broken laws and should be undergoing correction rather than punishment. Those that cannot obey the laws of the United States, such as illegal entry, ought to expect correction and swiftly. Justice is really a matter of accurate determination of the guilt or innocence of an individual in breaking a particular law. Injustice obviously would be to convict someone innocent and vice versa. Justice is not about politics and quantification of race or gender regarding those convicted so long as the laws are just. If it were not so women could be regarded as unfairly advantaged since they have such a low incarceration number in comparison to men. If the correction system has failed and cost society a tremendous amount of money and needless human suffering, and I think it has, then it should be changed. Putting criminals into a concentration facility together plainly is a silly way to go about training people not to be criminals. It is more of a filing and security approach for disposing of inconvenient items, people. In a godless atheist society that scoffs at Christian values, and with the black prison population having a large number of Muslims it is likely that the religious criterion should be restrained and applied only moderately. 
Christianity itself is under attack and slow takeover by secular values. If mercy for the incarcerated means to not provide correction, that is consistent with a corrupt society. What about racial disparities in incarceration rates? Maybe the evidence-gathering technology progress allows more accurate determination of guilt or innocence. It is possible that with the extreme mobility of people in America today incarceration is regarded as a way to assure that perpetrators don't just travel somewhere else to find new opportunity for crime. With more female judges they may want to send more males to jail. Statistics would determine if that speculation has validity. Maybe a disposable consumer-oriented society wants to dispose of criminals quickly and take them out of circulation, as one might remove counterfeit currency. Of course the Federal Reserve issues a lot of free money to big banks, and some regard that as a moral equivalent of counterfeiting for the benefit of the 1%. So that line of speculation may be inaccurate. Some might think that whites have lower crime rates because they are more established and sedentary than immigrants from Latin America, many of whom are illegal aliens or first-generation native born with dual citizenship. Also, white women aborted a couple generations of healthy white male boys, so the white population is older and less wild than Hispanics whom have more new culture socialization issues. Whites just don't have the gangs that they used to many decades ago while Hispanics have a rich gang culture, and blacks invented modern gangster rap culture, I don't know about the socialization relationship of that to criminal behavior, yet it isn't a bar mitzvah sort of approach to things. If there are racial disparities in incarceration rates one might wonder why. One might ask if the temporal rate of incarceration should be the same among any races normally, when the cultural origins of the races differ historically. Should an established race in a given society that comprises a majority historically that has worked through its social structure evolution reasonably well have a higher or lower incarceration or social disconformity rate than an emergent race that was previously not established in the majority culture? One might wonder about abstract explanations for historical and cultural evolution and the phenomenon of mass incarceration without considering the geographic and population density factors. Since Roe versus Wade white women have aborted two or three generations, tens of millions, of young white males, and females, who might have committed more crimes while Hispanics especially immigrants, and blacks, have had far fewer abortions. New white female judges may not be so reluctant to sentence males of any race before the bench to prison. One might wonder, if in a different social configuration, if women might not have equal incarceration rates as males such that there was no disparity. If the U.S. Supreme Court has three justices that are female, while incarcerated females are 123 per 100,000 and males 1,352 per 100,000 can that be regarded as efficient judicial gender representation? Incarceration rates may more or less parallel high school graduation rates as well as actual learning, I don't know. Culture matters, and a less intellectual culture in an era where good non-college educated jobs not designed for more passive, sedentary female workers are in decline creates a possibility of more idle and unemployed time for young males who may perpetrate crimes. Dope use also affects people in inner cities and they may more readily commit crimes because of the high population density that they could avoid if they were living in a less populous society and could be degenerate without troubling anyone. Blacks in the post-Jim Crow era had more challenges for evolving into new and independent economic ventures for a variety of reasons, while immigrant Hispanics also shared the characteristic I am considering here, the lack of social stability. In the Vietnam conflict there was a great difference in the performance and unit cohesiveness to discipline under stress among various units during different periods of the conflict. The mostly volunteer army that existed during the early 1960s had entered service during the Eisenhower era of the 50s and were highly disciplined and performed well. 
the later conscript army that followed their discharge had more discipline and performance problems, the worst being the Americal Division formed just for the war. It had no unit military history, and had great discipline problems including the Milai Massacre of Lt. Cali's unit. Units with military tradition have more discipline, new units, especially guerrilla units and new militias like those of Serbia, and ISIS tend toward war crimes. 